Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. I am so excited. We have an amazing interview today. And before I let her introduce herself, honestly, I'm not going to waste too much of your time. I'm just excited for this week's episode. We just wrapped up March Madness slash are wrapping it up this week. In case you missed it, we launched so many things, including Twin Flames. We launched an in-person photography retreat for wedding photographers happening this summer in July. So if you are ready to just like completely completely revamp your photography business from the ground up here in NYC. Come apply, come join us. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So we launched that. We launched new freebies. We had some amazing podcast episodes come out. So there's a lot to catch up on if you have been you know, off the grid or living under a rock in our corner of the internet lately. So go check all of that out. We will link it for you in the show notes. But yeah, I'm just feeling good, feeling excited. Got some really exciting personal things coming up soon, including a move. We have the in-person flash photography workshop this week. It's going to be a big, a big one. So keep an eye out on Instagram. Come follow along if you don't already. But I'm just going to let us get straight into this podcast interview because it is absolutely amazing. I'm excited for you guys to jump in. We are talking to Rachel Traxler and she has so many amazing tips and tricks to share with us. So let's get into it. on the podcast. Welcome, Rachel. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Thanks so much for being here. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so sorry if you can hear New York just like going full New Yorking all of a sudden. I'm like, it's of course, I swear as soon as I start the podcast, like there's an emergency vehicle straight outside the door. <laughs> oh my goodness. I hear you because um my newborn baby is probably is in like the other room and I'm just oh waiting gosh. for him to start crying. So I'm like, if you hear that too, so we've got other things in the background, okay. but we'll be good. We'll be good. I feel like that's Life. just like post pandemic, especially like yeah. navigating the online People space. Understand. I'm like, yeah, we have lives and it's just, it is what it is, but welcome to the podcast. Thank yep. you for being here. For those who don't know you, do you mind giving us a little introduction on yourself? Yes. So my name is Rachel Traxler. I am a wedding photographer and photography business coach. I'm based in Wisconsin. And yeah, I've been doing this for, I've been in the wedding industry for 10 years now, which is crazy. And just, yeah, really fun. It's been really fun to kind of take my photography business, grow that, you know, expand my associate team with that and be able to go from, you know, all the steps and starting, you know, very kind of from square one, working my way from like low budget, what clients and low budget weddings and all that stuff, working my way into more premium luxury weddings and trying, you know, like we are going to probably talk today about, you know, elevating and accelerating my client experience and all that, being able to grow that and now shifting into photography, business coaching and podcasting and educating that way. It's been really, really cool to kind of take what I have here and kind of pivot and share, like showcase and just spread the love in all different directions. Yeah, I love that. How long have you been kind of in like the education realm? Um, I would say fully since like 2019 is when I really dove in. So, Amazing. oh my gosh, almost four years now. I know it's what? one of those things that where does I not... always say 2019 and I'm like, so last year, basically. Yes. Yeah. Old. It honestly <laughs> feels like that, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. I like was talking to someone that I literally hadn't seen since 2019 the other day. And I was like, it's been a while, but like not that bad. And then I was like, oh, right. No, that was four years ago. Four That's years. What? Yeah. That does not seem or sound or feel right at all. <laughs> no, truly. Um, But I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you today about I know you're really passionate about like how to elevate and accelerate your client experience. And I feel like what 
first stuck out to me was the word accelerate because that's not a word that we hear that often in terms of especially like a wedding client experience. Um, so one, I would love to know what that means to you. And I would kind of love to hear about, I'm always so interested to hear about like where people came from when it comes to specific topics that they're really passionate about. Like I would love to hear about kind of how your client experience experience was in the beginning since, you know, you said you've been in business for like 10 years. So I'm sure it's shifted a lot. Yeah. I love this question, Eden, because I feel like sometimes people think, oh, this is their specialty. They're really good at this. So they've probably always been really good at that, right? Like that's what people kind of think. But Mm -hmm. a lot of the time when you dig deeper and talk to people and like talk about their origin story and how things evolved for them over time, a lot of times their zone of genius or something they're really good at, I have found in my personal experience anyways, is something that they actually weren't good at or something that like had to learn the hard way. They had to learn the hard way and they really had to, you know, step up and figure that out for themselves. So a lot of that comes to client experience for me. And I am more of an extrovert. That's kind of my personality. I love, you know, social stuff. So getting along people has never been an issue for me. I love making people feel invited and comfortable and welcome in any situation. That's just something my friends have always said about me. So I think that is something that came natural to me, but when it came time to taking that and applying it to my business aspect. Like when I started my business, I was like, okay, but how do I click the two? Cause mm-hmm. everything else is great. Like when we meet in person, I'm like, great. You know, we click, we hit it off. They love me. I love them all the things, but a lot more goes into running a business and like the communication and especially now everything like online and stuff like that, you know, workflows, communication, and just running a business basically. So it was clicking the two because when I first started, I didn't really have that. And something wasn't clicking where I wasn't really bringing in the types of clients or weddings that I really felt aligned with. And I was like, you know, what's going on? Something's not right here. You know, something's Mm -hmm. not clicking. Yeah. Or things would happen. Situations would happen where this just my personality to take it upon myself to be like, well, that's on me that they didn't do this or they didn't communicate Mm. this or this didn't happen as a service-based provider. I think that's a healthy mindset to have, to just assume like you probably could have done something better to improve that. It's not always the client's fault. I actually Mm -hmm. love that because I think that that's like something I love talking about in this industry is I think people get really upset and put it on the client when they like end up with unideal clients or like something goes wrong. And I always, am like, we got to set aside ego a little to acknowledge the fact that like, that person thought they would be a good match with you, which means we weren't specific enough in some realm. I think that's so important to talk yes. about. Yeah, which essentially is back on you. And I do think yeah. it is a fine line with photographers, especially because we we are a business, like we are mm-hmm. business, but it's it's an, also an art. It's our mm-hmm. art too. So I think it's really like you were saying with like, gotta put the ego aside because a lot of it, we attach to emotions and we, t- mm-hmm. we tend to take that emotionally because it's like, it's our art. And yeah, it's our baby. <laughs> Yeah. Like when people ghost us and then they take it to, you know, into Instagram to complain about, and I'm actually like, I want to reach through the screen and be like, you're making yourself look really bad right now because that's on you, you know, like you can take that upon yourself to fix that. Um, and so that's something that I found things happening for me a lot of my communication maybe wasn't there. I wasn't bringing in the right clients or things would happen where I'd show up to a session. I'd be like, Oh, well that, you know, and then I kind of, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm totally guilty of having those feelings. I just mm-hmm. brought it back to myself of, okay, what do I need to do now to fix that? So essentially what I did is I just stripped down my whole business and built it back up from the ground up in terms of my client wow. experience 
and everything just because I'm like, this isn't working. I got to strip it down and build it back up. So that's where basically my whole, you know, elevate and accelerate method came in to play of how I did that and how I was able to do that. And then go from, you know, booking non-ideal clients or lower budget weddings and clients to being able to attract really premium clients and booking higher end luxury weddings and a lot goes into it. Cause I always say client mm-hmm. experience is literally everything you do in your business. It's not just sending a welcome guide. It's not just giving them a good experience in person. It is every single thing you do in your business. Everything falls under client experience. So that's why I love it I, so much. Cause I do love it. Yes. I love, I love the focus you put on the client experience pre-booking because I think that's one thing that like we can overlook, not even just as photographers, but like small business owners in general, is that like we think about client experience and we hear the word client and we assume that's when money is getting exchanged. Like in our heads, we're like, yes, that starts as soon as they pay. When in reality, there's such a gigantic pre-booking client experience that needs just as much attention, I would say, like in order for people to feel comfortable with you. And like you said, to take yourself from a budget to a high investment offer, you can't just be only serving them once they give you money. Like they're ne- you're never going to book a five figure job if there's no client experience pre-booking. That's crazy. Why would they hand you 10 k to like 10 K plus if they haven't had an experience with you yet? Um, I would love to kind of hear what that looked like for you as you like, and what you maybe missed or like realized that you needed to improve upon in terms of like the pre-booking, booking, post-booking, because I think, again, a lot of people get fixated on that. Like, let me, you know, do my pricing guide. Let me make sure that I'm really good on session. Like what were the points that you found were really important outside of the obvious ones? Yeah. I love that because those are the obvious ones. And then people think like, oh, I have a really good client experience because of that. (laughs) And I kind of have it broken down into like three little sections here. So When you're looking at my elevate and accelerate method, there's three, just like imagine three circles (laughs) and they kind of combine together, right? So the first one is the attract and convert. The second one is the connect and nurture. And then the uh, third one is deliver. So those are kind of like the three circles that I have within and so much falls under each of them and kind of how we were just talking about the attract and convert one too. So much goes into before a client even comes across you or realizes you or hears about you, because I think it's really important too, to remember that we have no idea at what point or when or how a client is going to enter our world. And Mm -hmm. that their, their client experience starts with you. The second they hear about you, the second they lay eyes on your social media, or they come across your website or someone, they hear someone talk about you. Like that's when their client experience with you starts. And you have no idea when that is. Cause Mm -hmm. if you think about it, sometimes you have clients come to you and say, I've been following you for years and loved your work. And you're like, Oh, you know, like you don't know, even know who they are. And it's like, wow, it really opens your eyes to You just don't know who's watching you and who's Mm -hmm. in your world. And so I think that's something to be really cautious about and think about in terms of like creating your content and your online presence and how you are at weddings and how you communicate with people and how you, you know, what type of content you're posting and how you're talking and treating to people at weddings and all that stuff because you just don't know. And then I always say your client experience starts with them the second that you respond to their initial inquiry form Mm. because that's your, your, that's your first point of communication with them. Mm -hmm. So you have no idea when their starts with you, but you know, when yours does. So a lot of that that too is like, 
Yeah. And so a lot of that attract and, you know, can like convert that way. A lot of that's on them. Well, a lot mm-hmm. of that's on you prepping, but you don't know what that's going to look like for them. So you mm-hmm. have to be really cautious about that. Like when it comes to like your lead generation strategies and your online presence and all of that stuff and your website and your funnels and, and making sure you have like call to actions on every single thing that you do and, mm-hmm. and all that, that leads people into your world basically. I think that's so powerful too, when it comes to thinking about the way that we serve our clients when they're in, because I think sometimes we can get really hyper-focused on like, okay, book this now, let me book the next one. And like you said, we don't actually know when their client experience is going to start with us. It could be, you know, I'm like, we've all booked a wedding where it's a bridesmaid from like a past wedding and their client experience started by seeing us on another job. And so if we weren't handling that professionally and amazingly and serving them hundred percent, that's a lead and potential job gone. And so I think it's so important to not just hyper fixate on like one little aspect, um, of the way that you show up as a business, but to remember that like almost every single way that you show up, even for your clients within their little like client experience is still expanding into other clients. Um, because that's, yeah, I'm like, if I really loved a photographer's work and then I saw them on a job at someone else's wedding and it was amazing, I would want to hire them even more. And if it wasn't amazing, I would be like, never mind. I don't care how many call to actions they have on their website. Like not for me. Yes. Yeah. It's a make or break. It's it's one of those situations too, where all the pieces kind of have to align and they have to fit and they have to make sense too, because mm-hmm. it's, I think, especially in our industry, a lot of people, we cling to like the buzzwords and mm-hmm. we tend to kind of do what everyone else is doing. It's trendy, you know, um, instead of actually digging within, you're so good at this Eden. Cause you found your own path. You found your own way. You find your own bright brand, your own voice. You are the prime example for this to, to do that because a lot of people in the industry, you know, they tend to start to sound the same and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so it's, how are you standing out? Because then if someone does come across to you or, you know, figures, you know, watches you at a job mm-hmm. or meets you in worse, even worse meets you in person at their session mm-hmm. after they booked. And is like, mm-hmm. this is not what I thought. This yeah. is not clicking. This doesn't really make sense. That immediately breaks their trust with you and puts them on edge for their entire rest of their experience with you. And I think we have to remember too, when it comes to client experience and all that, that it, we can do all the right things all the time, all throughout. And it takes one thing to break their trust and make mm-hmm. them question and the confidence in us and our service. Um, and so it can be broken that easily. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's really important to stay really true to who you are. So it's easier that way, but also build up systems and funnels and mm-hmm. workflows on the back end to ensure all of that's, you know, good too. Yeah. And I love kind of what you touched on of the like people complaining on Instagram that they're ghosting or like they're getting ghosted, things like that. I think it can almost be trendy (laughs) to complain about like common industry pain points on socials in a way that Mm -hmm. we think is like going to make people feel more bonded to us. But like you said, it's so easy to break client trust with someone. And so one of the ways that I always like I, I see photographers and small business owners do a lot is like maybe they're going on vacation or they had a family emergency breakup or come up is like instead of individually emailing their clients who that impacts, who would understand because they already have a relationship, they'll like post on socials being like, Hey, I had to like leave the office, like get back too soon. And it's like potential clients are seeing that. 
And all that like looks like to them is that you don't handle things one-on-one and you don't serve your clients one-on-one and like really prioritize, you know, communication with them. Like that's something to greatly avoid. Don't post on social media when (laughs) you're like maybe taking a step back in some areas, like handle that one-on-one with your clients. Yes. Oh, I agree. Oh, I feel like we could talk about that all day too. Oh my gosh. Literally for hours. That was a whole topic. Yeah. And you're so good at that too. So I feel like that's like a whole topic in itself. Yeah. Well, because it's like, again, I can't trust enough. I'm like, for anyone listening, human things happen. Like I have had to email my clients sometimes and be like, hey, literal family emergency. I'm so sorry. Like if it's an emergency, please contact my assistant. But like, I'm going to have to step out for a second. But like, they know me. They have a relationship with me. They know I'm a human. They know I'm coming back. Whereas, you know, someone who just found me on Instagram, they don't need to see a post that says like, Hey, I'm taking a step out of the office for a week unexpectedly TTYL. Like that. It's not a great look. Yeah. I agree with you. So you threw around a couple words, like funnels, CTAs, you know, actually showing up on the shoot pre-client experience. And for someone that's maybe just wanting to dive into their client experience, right? Like, um, we, who have been working on our client experience, like you said, for like a decade, it's easy for us to be like, here are the like couple dozen touch points that like you want to make sure are taken care of. Um, but that can obviously be overwhelming when you're like first getting started. Maybe right now the only client experience you have is like, you know, a website pricing guide, contract sessions. Where do you kind of suggest wedding photographers and just small business owners in general kind of start? Like, where do you start working on your client experience? What are some good points to kind of tackle first before you dive into your client experience as a whole? I love that question. Actually, I think that's a really good question because it's so easy for everyone to get caught up on like the shiny things. I feel like anytime people feel like there's a lull in their business or they're bored, I feel like everyone's like, I'm just going to get rebranded. I'm going to rebrand. Mm-hmm. I need a new, you know, they need the, all, all these things, which don't get me wrong. You guys is, is really so important, important, but time and place <laughs> speaking from ex- time and place, because speaking from experience, a mistake I made early in my career is I got branded way too soon, too early before I knew who I was and my direction and my brand and how it aligned with me and my personality mm. and my approach, um, my brand promise, how that all clicked together. I didn't have all those foundations before I did the shiny things, if that makes mm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know sometimes as you're getting going, that's totally fine. Like we all start somewhere. We need to get some work going. We need to get, you know, some clientele build up some word of mouth and all that stuff. But I think the most important thing is, I mean, word of mouth is huge as we know. And so I think all you really need is just somewhat of a, a portfolio and some word of mouth and getting go and just get going somewhere to for someone to at least get in contact with you and get going. Because I think sometimes people think everything needs to be perfect or they need to have all these things set in place. When in reality, I always ask my students this, like, I think I need to do this. I'm like, is that what's going to bring you in more clients right now? Probably not. That's just like a Mm -hmm. shiny thing. You need Mm -hmm. to book. Okay. Like if your goal is this, you want to book this amount of weddings, what's going to get you to that? Because, because when you're coming to me and telling me, oh, I want to do this, that's not going to get you there. You need to focus on income generating Mm -hmm. activity. What's actually going to get you your leads in and your inquiries to help you reach, you know, that number of goals you want, whether that's income goal or what number of weddings, whatever that looks like. And so I think if you can just start with you know, building that portfolio, but I'm a huge like fan of communication and workflow Mm -hmm. and like, and having an automated workflow. So when you Mm -hmm. can have like an automated workflow on the back end, that saves you so, so much time. And then you can take that time and focus it in to building things otherwise. Cause 
what I did, another mistake that I made was I had to work backwards. Like I said, I had to strip everything down mm. and start fresh and work backwards, which is fine. Like we all have our mistakes. We all learn in our certain ways, but I had to come back and almost like go backwards where I did the shiny things first. I wish I would have built the foundation of my business first in terms of my brand, my approach, my brand promise, my email, like communication, my workflows, my automations. So in that way I could focus on lead generation and mm -hmm. I had a funnel that actually, when I did bring in leads and inquiries, I actually had something to funnel them through. Cause I think people yes. get so focused yeah. on lead generation. How do I get more inquiries? How do I get more, um, you know, weddings? How do I do all these things? And then they try to funnel them in and they don't have anything to funnel them into. They don't mm -hmm. have a work. They don't have anything to bring them in. So it's like a, a kind of a broken system. And then mm -hmm. they're wondering why they're not converting their leads. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's super important to build that foundation first. And, and I only say that because I did it backwards. So that's why I want to yes. tell everybody, do it the opposite way I did. Well, no, truly, I think like people get so hung up, like you said, when they're not booking clients at being like, well, it's a marketing issue. Or it's like, let me get a new logo. And it's like, a logo isn't going to sell a shitty service. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. You need to like establish what you're going to bring to the table as a photographer and as an artist and a human and like what that is and then build off of that. Um, is there maybe like a part of your client experience, whether that's pre-booking, during booking, post, whatever, that is almost like your favorite part of your client experience that people wouldn't normally think of as a touch point? Oh, I love this. Um, okay. So I know I talk about, I have like, I have my whole like inquiry to income process. I have mm -hmm. like a course around it. It's my inquiry mm -hmm. to income that I love. Mm -hmm. And I know that so many people don't do, it's like very much so customizing things. And I mm -hmm. love client, like I love client experience. I love client connection. I love making mm -hmm. people feel connected and loved and seen. So I see a lot of people doing the same thing in terms of their communication or the way they're responding, or they're not really using like psychology around like the way that they're responding and connecting mm -hmm. with people. And so that's something that I really love a part of like my workflow that way. Mm -hmm. But then that's just the, the, the. So I like to break down my workflow into phases. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of part of my inquiry phase. And then once I convert that into a paid client, then there's like the onboarding phase. And mm -hmm. then I move into the, nur the nurture phase of my workflow. And that's, I think the nurture phase is something that a lot of people don't have. They're like, wait, what's a nurture sequence or what's the nurture phase of a workflow? Um, and so that's a hefty part that I think is so critical that a lot of people aren't doing. And then it moves into the delivery phase, like the mm. offboarding delivery. So I have kind yeah. of four phases into my workflow that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have a whole course on just my very first like inquiry to income phase of it. So it, it's mm -hmm. hefty, like it's depth, yeah. you know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of depth to it. Um, yeah. but I would say, yeah, like that nurture part too, a lot of people aren't doing. What would you say? Like, is a good way to start nurturing your clients. Like, I know, I don't want you to disclose the whole course or anything, but I'm like, oh. for someone that's like, oh, gosh, oh yeah, no. I don't think about nurturing once they're in what's like something that they can kind of start doing or paying attention to. Yeah, this is a great thing too. So it's going to look a little bit different for everybody too, because everyone's ideal clients are a little bit different too, mm -hmm. but having a base idea of thinking about how you can craft your current clients, the clients in, that you already mm -hmm. have booked instead of focusing on oh, I want to book more and I want to get more weddings. I want to get more ideal clients. Another buzzword. Mm -hmm. I want to get more ideal clients, dream clients. Mm -hmm. Focus on the ones you do have and how you can craft them 
into your ideal clients without changing who they are, but mm. just taking what they want to do and expanding their minds and what they think and know that they can do for their wedding, prepping them for their wedding day and turning them into ideal clients. So that way maybe you can work together to do things they wouldn't have thought to do. They didn't know mm. they could do. Mm-hmm. And you're giving them ideas of here, we can do this. Now all of a sudden you have a dream shoot set up with one of your already clients that you have because you didn't, you know, you, you are the one that nurtured them into that. And I think that's really, really powerful to educate prep and nurture them into your ideal clients without changing who they are Mm. at all. That is not the point of that process. It's just expanding their minds. Basically. I am obsessed with that. That's something that I've been talking to some of my coaching clients a lot, like about a ton is that like people in people who aren't in our industry, they don't know what they can do with their weddings because they're not surrounded by weddings 24 yes. seven. Like we are yeah. like, I always tell people, cause they're like, well, I'm just not working with my ideal client. Like for example, let's say there, I have one coaching client and, um, she really wants like an unposed approach. She really like, just wants to like shoot them doing what they do best, like really natural. Um, and she booked the session where one, they're not from the mountains. They were from like Texas and they went up into the snowy mountains in like a suit and tie and dress. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but she was like, it was so unnatural. It was so uncomfortable. And I was like, this is where this pre-client or like pre-session workflow. And like you said, nurture really needs to come into play because those people probably didn't even realize that they don't have to do that. That's the classic approach, but because they're not in our industry, it's not second nature. They're not even aware that they can literally do whatever they want. And so that really, again, going back to the beginning of like, that kind of falls on us to like give them that insight into what a dream session wedding looks like for us so that they can be like, oh my gosh, I would love to do that. I just didn't even know that it was an option. A hundred percent. It's, it's like, it's one of those things we're so close to our zone of genius that we don't Mm -hmm. know that they don't, we don't realize that they don't know. And yes. yeah, I, I 100% agree with that too. And a lot of this also ties into like that second circle, I guess, of my elevate and accelerate method of like connecting and nurturing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is just like how you're connecting it and how you're nurturing your clients to, to kind of elevate their experience, you know, their client experience that way. And yeah. again, to bring back the word accelerate too, to accelerate mm-hmm your client experience to, mm-hmm. to bring up your client experience, to bring up your business and accelerate mm-hmm. your business. Like I was saying, shifting into you know lower budget weddings and clients into more premium, high-end luxury mm-hmm. clients, all doing all this on these, on this back end, on the client experience and the communication, all this is going to lead up to that. You know, it's yeah. all, it all kind of falls under there. I love all of this so much. Thank you so much, Rachel. This was like so informative, so helpful. Thank you so much for coming on and like sharing all of these amazing nuggets of wisdom. Um, I would love, I mean, we're going to link everything for the show in the show notes, obviously, but I would love if to close out, you would let us know where everyone can find you on the internet. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's been so fun. Like, so you and I could just talk for hours. Yes. I know. I'm like, we'll have to talk again. I love it all. Maybe part two, but yeah, um, you can, you can find me at Rachel Traxler on Instagram. I think a lot of the stuff is there and then kind of figure out what you need from there. So at Rachel Traxler on Instagram would be probably the best place. Perfect. Okay. And we'll link all of that for you guys in the show notes as well. And Rachel, thank you so much for coming on. It was so lovely to have you. Welcome. Yay. I'm excited. All right. And thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will see you next time.